Welcome to the last of our Interface 12 digital tips for Christmas with Jess and Gareth. Ho, 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 our final oh, tip. You had to get that in there, didn't you? Like, it literally had to happen at some point. Okay, no, sorry, we'll move I'm on. Not telling, I'm not telling Christmas cracker jokes this time around. <laughs> <laughs> our final tip covers a topic explored in one of our very early episodes of Interface, the opportunities for positive internet use as an educator, and also what you need to think about in order to manage your professional reputation online. You've probably seen many... And I'm going to say many media stories over the years when someone high profile has said or done something online that has landed them in hot water. While not as famous, school staff also need to think about their online presence. So who better to talk us through it than popular maths teacher, broadcaster. He rose to fame on BBC's University Challenge. He's been on things like House of Games, wonderful Bobby Seagull and his online experiences and also the responsibilities that come with those two. But also there's the element of personal. You know, I talk about, you know, a couple of days ago, I had a really huge, not a cheesecake. It was like a banoffee toffee cake. And I posted on social media saying, guess how many calories this is. And that's clearly not to do, not anything to do with being a mathematician. But I think on social media, if you're an individual as opposed to an institution, people sign up to follow me because they think, oh, Bobby Siegel, the mathematician, the math teacher. But they also want hints of your personality to make it a bit fun. So I think, yeah, professional, but Elements of like, you know, my personal life. If I've had a late night McDonald's, I'll share it and say, oh, no, not again, McDonald's. Is is there <laughs> anything you have to consider around that? So but being a teacher and the fact that I, I imagine some of your, your pupils do see those posts that you, you put up, do you have to kind of do anything to kind of manage those conversations and those boundaries between sort of professionalism and friendliness? Absolutely. And the way I think about it is anything that I post, whether it's my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube or TikTok or LinkedIn, etc., could I justify that to senior management in schools? If, if they put me in front on Monday morning and said, Bobby, we, we saw you posted this uh, about West Ham beating Tottenham. <laughs> um, can, you, can I justify it to them? If I can't justify it to them or it's unprofessional, then I wouldn't post it. So even though it is, I do post things about my personal life, I always think, can I justify this as a head teacher? If I can't, then I won't post it. Three really important things I took away from that clip, Jess. Firstly, West Ham would never beat Tottenham. Let's get that straight straight away. Oh, Secondly, guess the calories in the cheesecake. Sounds like an amazing idea for like a series on social media posts. I'm oh, going to magnify that okay. now. Yeah, all right. But thirdly, and the really, <laughs> really important one, uh-huh. is is the fact of like justifying what, what you do and say online as an educator, thinking about your audience and thinking about actually if, you know, a senior leader in school turned around to you and said, why did you put that online? that you could actually justify a reason for that. And I think I think that's the crux of it really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this whole professional reputation thing, I'm sure that I'm sure that the helpline told me before that about half of the calls they get are from educators and most of those are to do with professional reputation. I have a call lined up with somebody this afternoon that wants to talk to me about the social media guidance that they have uh, for educators. This topic is huge. We have seen it for, you know, uh, big personalities and major corporations, but it comes right down to, you know, little old me as well and what I am doing, the way that things can blow up online. So yeah, some really, some really good advice there, I think, um, within that podcast. I suppose there's a bit of me that's like, really? Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> But generally, you know, the advice I give is the main thing for me, right, is thinking about trying to be purposeful in what you do, first of all, online, but also being ready for when something goes wrong. Because it's Definitely. when it's when when you see these celebrities and people that get sacked, it's because they mishandled when something went wrong. So that's like the other side of it. And that's going back to understanding what the policy is back in your work context. Yeah. And I think it's it's understanding what it means to be 
professional as well, doesn't it? And this whole idea that actually on online, in many cases, you can be friendly, but you don't need to be everyone's friend. And and I think creating that kind of distinction between that and helping your your pupils or your students understand that as well, particularly if they do find you online, if you do have a bit of a social media presence, is is really important too to help them understand the relationship that they have with you, both online and offline. And as you rightly said, Jess, you mentioned the helpline, our professionals online safety helpline that we run as part of the UK Safer Internet Centre, deals with lots of these kind of issues around professional reputation uh, that schools and staff may ring up and uh, and query about and ask for advice about so you can contact them as well they can provide support and advice for anyone in the children's workforce who may be experiencing online reputation concerns but also any online safety concerns that may be involving children and young people as well and you can reach them on 0344 381 4772 I've got another wee tip to add I know we're supposed to be finishing up but my little tip is look yourself up online if you haven't done it yet it's changing over the years more people are but go and see what you find Jess's anyway. Christmas tip is google yourself basically yeah, and good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we've got to number 12, right? right? Number 12. We made it, people. We made it. Cue the jingle bells, all the rest of it. So that is our 12 wonderful tips. But obviously, they're based on this amazing catalogue that we have of podcast episodes. Where we've spoken to so many fabulous people. So do go back and listen. Find it. Go into your podcast app, wherever you listen. Go and search for Interface. Uh, subscribe, like, all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, go and get all that, that useful gen for you as an educator. Uh, that's kind of it, I think. Happy Christmas, everybody. You know, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, and I think great, great opportunity just to say thank you to all the amazing guests that we've had on all the episodes of, uh, of Interface oh, so yeah, far. And also to our wonderful uh, young co-hosts that we've had on episodes as well, because we can't do it without them too. Thank you to you as listeners for, for obviously for listening, but supporting the podcast and sharing and word of mouth recommendations and getting it out there. We all really appreciate it. So from everyone at SWGFL and our podcast producers, Bespoken Media, we wish you a really very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year as well. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Bye. See you in 24, 2024. 2024. See you there.